1: Welcome back for another OG Show Live, Mr. Randall. How you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Reel Down.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for New- Hi, boys and girls.
3: Welcome to
4: once
2: again Bass Guy Experience, oh, brother. This is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paladin. Welcome
4: market. back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Yeah,
2: welcome back to the Maritak Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Hey,
1: welcome back to Off the Water.
5: Happy. Suze here with the Ventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing
1: Podcast. We're brought to you by... Pelican built tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak gadget For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com.
4: What's up, guys? You're listening to the Final Cast on Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad i'm matt and we are both sick right now so bear with
3: (laughs) (laughs) us yeah dude it uh today like the uh so i went to work yesterday and i was like oh this is not great because i started feeling like crap throat hurt had a headache from like 3 a.m till i went to sleep last night ears started hurting big sinus i was like i must just have a sinus infection i'll just be a man and deal with it (laughs) and then last night like I started coughing real bad and I almost thought I was tasting blood. And I was like, Oh no, I've like cancer or something. <laughs> but I went to the urgent care because don't go to real doctors because mm. they overcharge the medical system in America is rigged uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, paid my $20 cofe. And they said I had strep and an ear infection. So like, I've just been a big baby and I have played Madden 23 all day. Uh, so it wasn't go. terrible. I'm taking the Browns to the Super Bowl again. It's just a dream that is never going to happen. Um, that's funny. Yeah. And the plus of taking off work is I get to be home when stuff like this comes in the mail.
4: That's sweet, dude. Oh, I can't wait to yeah, check dude.
3: that out. Dude, I'm so pun- Like, you've seen my other one, how, like, I've just beat it to death and treated mm. it like crap. This one is so nice that I feel bad for its future. Because <laughs> I'm just going to beat it up.
1: Yeah.
4: Hey, <laughs> that's what it's for. So use it oh, and yeah. use it
3: yeah i got this and then i got 1200 yards of 10 pound and 12 pound sunline because i found them on a deal for like 30 bucks for 660 a piece so That's it's good bad. yeah and then i got a because of you i got 660 yards of sunline natural monofilament on amazon 660 yards of 20 pound mm-hmm. for like nine dollars
4: wow I need to yeah. get some
3: crazy right on Amazon two day It was actually next day prime. I literally got it 12 hours after I ordered it.
4: That's awesome, man. That's mm-hmm. yes, uh, I, I had a little fun and I ordered something too. So I got a, um, I know. Phantom MGL on the way. So I'm pumped yeah, it's
3: to a, check that out. Literally like <clears throat> one of the best reels. Like if I, if I had a giveaway, all my, like both my enteros, my Metaniums, my scorpions, all my Corrado's, in my accents, I and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna replace them all with bantams. I'd be like, Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not too upset at that. It's like, it's yeah. easily the best MGL reel. And I have a Metanium MGL, non DC, <clears throat> uh, bantam MGL, SLX MGL, Cronarch MGL. I've got them all, and the bantam's
0: the best. It's Heck awesome. Yeah.
4: Can't wait to try it. Um, few house uh, keeping things before we get started. Um, D- Dark Horse Tackle Box use paddle 20 if you want to save on your first multi subscription. Uh, 100% made in America baits, uh, custom baits, so it's a cool box. Check it out. And Nico, right?
3: <clears throat> yes, yeah, we are a proud sponsor, or <clears throat> being we're proud to be sponsored by Nico baits. Um, some of the best super plastic and or elastic baits that you can find on the market. A lot of great shapes, uh, guaranteed, unless you lose it, a fish isn't going to tear it up. And I can attest to that, so can Brad. I mean, we've caught double, I've caught almost. 40 fish on a single leech before I lost it, and it looked no worse for wear. Mm. Um and they got two new baits out this year: the crawl, the Nico crawl, and which is the most one of the most realistic crawls I've ever seen in my life. And the winnow, which is a soft plastic swim bait made out of Elastec that swims and thumps better than almost any plastic that I've ever thrown. And again, super plastic, so it will last forever. It's awesome. Awesome.
4: And then one other shout-out I wanted to give. This wasn't planned, I just thought of it just now. Uh, Shout out to our buddy, Justin. He got married over the weekend. Justin and Anna, congrats. And then also, Justin uh, beat the Smalley Games board, so he's a bronze master. So congrats, Justin. You had a hell of a week.
3: Yeah, he's had a big year. Bronze master, got married. Again, congrats from me and mine to both of you. It was a beautiful wedding. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah, we had a lot of fun. So we did. props to you, Justin. I'm sure we'll have them on again during the winter talking about winter fishing and stuff. So yeah,
4: yeah. So uh without further ado, we have drop zone tackle in the house. They got a unique rattling weights that I came across, I don't remember how, but I was like, oh, this is really cool. We need to have these guys on and talk about it because definitely I like the idea. So we brought on Drop Zone Tackle. Welcome to the show, man.
5: Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
4: So I completely dropped the ball before we started and I didn't even catch your name. So
5: it's okay. (laughs) How how about we do a
4: like little intro, uh, what your name is, where you're from, how you got into this whole thing.
5: Yeah. Yeah, sure. I appreciate that. So my name is Dennis. I'm the owner of drop zone tackle and, um, I've been fishing like most people, you know, since you're old enough to do it and, uh, started fishing tournaments around like 22, 23 years of age and 20 years later and still doing it. And, um, we kind of came across this. I, I like throwing a drop shot. I fished with a guy now; he taught me a lot about it, uh, and we won a lot of tournaments doing it. Uh, but uh, I give you, I give you kind of how it came up. We uh, we fished a tournament uh, at this at a local lake called Leeswell Lake, and the water was fairly clear, and we were catching fish with a drop shot uh, in, in just very predictable areas, lay laydowns, brush piles, dock piles, things like that. Uh, so we had another tournament coming up the following weekend. I went with a friend of mine uh, that I worked with in law enforcement and uh, we went during the middle of the week, just to do a little just a little practice and the water had gotten a little dirty and uh, we were throwing, I could see the fish on the, on the live scope. I, I knew that they were still there, mm-hmm. but I mean, unless you came within an inch or two of them, they were not going to bite it. And even if you did, I remember once just, just bumping a fish in, and he still just wouldn't, wouldn't eat it. And I knew that we needed like one more level of attraction. They wouldn't hit moving baits, high bluebird skies, high pressure. Uh, it just, it just wasn't happening. And I just kind of jokingly said to my buddy, I was like, man, I know they'll drop the, I know they'll bite the drop shot because we've caught a few doing it. Uh, but maybe we need to like have a rattle in the weight or something because we try putting rattles in the worm, but it, you know, that these companies, they spend the time and the effort to get the worm to just like the, the leeches that you were talking about. I love those things, by the way, by Nico. Wow. Um, they're but amazing. They have they have a very particular action. They're very floaty. They're swimming that they do what they're designed to do. You start sticking rattles in the tail or the head or whatever, you're changing the action of that bait. Mm-hmm. So that idea about putting a weight, at, uh, rattling the weight, just it's just something I had in mind. And um, a couple months later, I actually got serious about trying it. And I realized why it didn't exist before, because it was very difficult to make and led to a sound dampening device or material by design. And it just, uh, it was a challenge. But finally, I figured it out and I used it. Uh, we won some tournaments. Um, I kind of kept it a secret for the first year and we did really well with it. Uh, a guy used it in the night tournaments and he won every Friday night tournament the first year that he used it. <laughs> and he was throwing the drop shot and he was putting it in brush piles. And, and he he compared it to uh like when like when you're hunting i don't know if you guys hunt or not but when when the buck is, when the buck is running and you can call him and he's just coming in on a string he said i wouldn't chase the fish with the live scope i would just throw this three eight ounce rattle shot in the brush pile with a good size worm to display some water and i would shake it and he said you could watch the fish on the screen just swim over to the brush pile he keeps shaking and then you feel the bite and that was, that was a secret for the year. And he won, like I said, I, I don't know how many it was, but it was every Friday night that he fished, he ended up winning. Oh, so, works. um, yeah, yeah. So the, the, it just kind of moved on to the next step and the next step. And, um, just give a shout out to John Cruz and missile Bates. He's, uh, mm-hmm. it's about an hour from me, you know, physical location wise. So I reached out to him, never, never met him before. It's kind of told him what it was and what I had. And he has been a mentor to me from that day, uh, still to this day. And he is, he is the man. He's, um, He's done a lot for me, introduced me to a lot of people, and we grew from an idea to now it's a, a national brand that's available from, from California to Virginia. Uh, Tackle Warehouse, Pittman Creek, Fish USA, you name it, it's probably on their website.
4: So is this something that you pour by yourself in your own house, or how does that work?
5: No, well, originally, yes, uh, but I quickly realized that's not something I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a lot of work and I didn't want my family exposed to to the lead and I didn't have the right safety equipment. So, uh, and and not to mention just the sheer number that I would have to pour uh, once we reached, you know, a a goal that I had for us to reach. It just wasn't something I was going to be accomplished on my own. So, uh, now they're, they're outsourced to a manufacturer and then they they ship them to me. I still package everyone. Um, five a pack on the smaller sizes four to a pack on the larger sizes. And, um, and then we, like I said, we ship them out to the wholesalers and distributors, and sell on our website, local dealers, things like that. So it's 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 going really well, and I'm, I'm really blessed that it's that it's doing as well as it is.
3: That's that's awesome. I love to see you know some like I I say on time again on all my shows. I love seeing small companies succeed mm-hmm. yeah. because nine times out of ten, a small company will listen to consumers, and there's a yep. there's a personable or personable aspect behind it, like. Exactly what you said. You don't, there, safety, when you pour lead and stuff, that's what a lot of people don't realize when they buy like do-it molds and they're just doing yeah. it in their garage and their garage doors closed and then they wonder why they're getting headaches. Well, it's because you're dying. Uh, <laughs> for I mean, that's what it is. Um, yeah. So you send them out, but they're still shipping to you and you're packaging them all individually. So like there's still that work. And I think that when it comes to small businesses, that big piece, because anyone I'll tell you who's in this industry packaging baits can be like one of the most annoying things on earth. And it's very tedious and yep. it's, I mean, it's like you're in a sweatshop cause you're doing the same thing over and over 12 hours mm-hmm. a day. Um, but you know, I, I love how that's how successful it's got. So that's awesome. And I can attest for everyone out there who is new to wanting to change it up. A rattle is the most underrated thing on earth. I found yeah. that out this year. Tough jig bite. I, I, It wasn't the rattle shots, um, but it was, I got glass beads. And like you said, it throws the whole action off. So I was just doing it on trailers and stuff because I didn't really care about the action. And I was right. getting more bites. I mean, Brad can attest. He would throw a jig. I throw a jig on the river and I would get bit two times for every one of his. And I would never right. get bit on the jig. <laughs> it was awesome. Like I was like, dude, yeah. I, so uh, me and rattles. The
0: 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning.
2: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
5: We're real close now. Yeah, I, I have a theory about that if you want to hear it and this is kind of like what our product is uh, is based on. Yeah, let's it hear on. It. Yeah, sure. So um, like a drop shot in particular is everyone knows that it's a it's a really powerful fish catching technique. I mean I, I can't count how many fish I've caught on it, let alone the, the millions of, of anglers around the country that mm-hmm. have thrown a drop shot and uh, and caught fish with it. It's kind of our go-to, but it doesn't displace a lot of water um, with with the bait or the weight, uh, and it doesn't make any sound. Uh, you you can add some some scent for attracting or whatever, but you're really appealing to one maybe two of those bass's senses and you're doing so by displacing the water, which again is, is minimum, uh, and then the sight. And if, if you're in dirty water, or even in crystal clear water, but you're on the other side of a tree, other side of a dock, pylon, stump, rock, whatever, he can't see it, he's not gonna know it's there, because it's not displacing enough water, he's, you know, he's not gonna bite it. So when you're adding sound, you're not changing the action of that bait that they've already designed to catch fish, but you're adding sound, that's an eighth ounce there. You're You're adding sound and vibration, to a technique that already catches fish so now you're appealing to the sight again the sound the vibration with this lateral line um and you're doing it in a really natural and non-threatening way so you're exponentially increasing your bite ratio and you're in your bite window there because not only is he going to bite it because it's more natural to him especially if you shorten your leader on these um but you're going to be able to do it in places like uh stained water And again, if you're on the other side of a brush pile, that fish may not see it, but now he hears it and feels it, he's going to come check it out. If you're just a little patient with it, you're going to get, I I can't, I can't describe how many more bites you're going to get. But it's all just because you're adding that sound and vibration.
4: It's funny because when I go to pick up crankbaits, I always go after the one that has a rattle and I'm always like, why do they make them without rattles? I never understand it. I always (laughs) want that rattle. (laughs) So that's funny. Um, Yeah. Uh, let, let's, talk about the product a little bit. So you, 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 obviously designed it and then you sent it to somebody. Um, what is it made out of and how is it made exactly?
5: Sure. So, you know, I've tried a little bit of everything when I first made it. I tried drilling holes in the weight and lead is, is so soft that, you know, once you put a drill bit on, it just tears it up. Um, and then I couldn't get the right combination of materials originally to, to get the sound to escape the lead. Cause again, like I said, it's a sound damping material. Um, so ultimately what we found was part of the it's it's patent pending now that patent process i went through the whole thing and it takes about two years to get approved but my my space online on is held now so i don't mind talking about the details of it but basically the the, the idea or, or the whole premise behind this is the uh the swivel which you can only see it, it looks totally normal i don't know if you guys can see that or not but it's just a normal swivel the the magic is on the inside that swivel is elongated and it has a, a uh a brass tube that slides over the swivel and has two tungsten beads inside. And the tungsten is important, not just regular steel beads, because the tungsten is more dense. So when mm-hmm. it does knock, you get a lot more sound out of it. And the, the tungsten in the brass is what allows it to be loud enough for us to hear, but more importantly for the fish to hear and feel under the water. And that wasn't just an accident. That was trying and trying and trying to get the right combination of materials until number one, we got the sound. And number two, we got the reaction from the bass that we wanted. It's just a rattle and it sounds really simple, but there was a lot of a lot of time and, and research that went into getting it just right. Uh, so that's how yeah. it's made. Um, and it's 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 lead. Uh, we don't have the tungsten yet. Uh, the, the, the technology is there. The design is there. Uh, unfortunately, the funds to uh, to, to fund that whole project is not because uh, each mold would cost me around 10 grand or so. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and we have five <laughs> different sizes. So uh, I'll talk about that. Our newest size, we originally only had four, and we just recently added the eighth ounce because that was our most requested uh, size. So there's the packaging there. You guys can see that.
4: I'll put your full Some's screen.
5: Reflection, but kind yeah. of to get where it won't reflect. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so these are the eighth ounce, and they come five to a pack. So we have eighth ounce in the line grip and the line tie swivel. We have two different swivel types. Uh, we have three sixteenths, quarters, three eighths and a half, and they all come in um, the two different swivel types so you can choose what what's right for you. A lot of people like the, the round line tie because they don't like to pinch or they want to run it on a free rig kind of option like that. So oh, yeah, we, have dogs, we also have uh, some of the round line ties. Well, each, each of the sizes is available and powder coated as well.
4: Nice. I like powder coated baits.
1: Or yep.
3: Weights. Yeah. I I like powder coated uh, weights for a. They visually look better. But b. I just confidence wise, I feel like they hide in the water a little bit better than <clears throat> the non powder coated. I want to back yeah, yeah. up just a smidge. Sure. Um, when you were talking about why you had to use tungsten BBs, and you kind of answered the question, but how much testing? Like, did you go out with brass BBs in there and fish and try to like on live scope try to watch the fish if they reacted? Yeah, yeah, I'm limited in
5: what I can do as far as research and under the water and things like that. I don't have a test tank or anything, um, except for when we did our first few shows, our trade shows in Raleigh and and places like that. Um, But it was a lot of live scope, a lot of familiar water to me because I knew what the fish were doing and how they reacted to a normal drop shot. Putting on a regular weight versus putting on the weight with some rattles in it and then watching the difference in the fish. I think a lot of people, if if the fish can see your drop shot, he's prone to go to it, if he bites it or not, I think it depends on a lot of factors, you know, time of day, current, if you're in that kind of situation, uh, feeding patterns of the fish, maybe presence of bait, uh, barometric pressure, things like that. Uh, But the difference was when they did go down to it, if it was just visual, when it got to the bottom on a regular drop shot, you can hold it or you can shake it, you can drag it, there's about your three options, or swim it. and whether they bite it or not, again, it's up to those conditions. But what I saw immediately is that when you let it go to the bottom and then you start shaking it and you add that extra sound and vibration to it, my, my bite window went from just just a few times I throw it to 100 fish and, you know, and several will bite it, to now I'm throwing it and, and getting a bite half the time, which mm-hmm. is incredible if you guys have ever thrown to – cruising fish or fish that are on a stump or something you can see their reactions they nose down to it then they disappear with your bait because they get really close to the bottom and you can't can't separate the target from the bottom you're just waiting for that bite and it just doesn't happen now it's going to happen a lot more often just because again i think it's i'm no scientist but i really think it's because of the sound and the vibration and you're doing it again in a really natural non-threatening way
4: so i know when you're drop shot fishing, you have it, what, like 12 to 18 inches above the weight?
5: Are you... Yeah, that, that's a that's a great question. Um, that is, I think, I've done a lot of shows now, and, we've, and I've talked to a lot of mm-hmm. anglers, and that is probably the most common uh, leader length, and I say leader, I mean between the bait and the weight, mm-hmm. um, but I would 1,000% recommend with this, it's going to sound crazy, if you do a 6-inch leader, 5-inch leader, 4-inch leader... That's going to be the difference. And, and I don't have my rod out, but I'll, I'll tell you why. If you can imagine a 12 inch leader dragging, mm-hmm. I'll try to get my fingers on the screen there. If you can imagine your weights on the bottom so that the line is angled like this, 12 inches. Now that 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 bait may be six, eight inches off the bottom because of the angle that you're dragging it back. <clears throat> and that sound of vibrations coming from the weight. You will. We do this in a tank intentionally. We'll put like a three foot leader on it, throw it in the tank and shake it and watch the bass go down. And they start hitting that weight on the bottom and pinning it to the <laughs> bottom. How we combat that and how we get more bites with it is we shorten that leader to the four to six inches. And when you drag it now, that bait may be two inches off the bottom because mm-hmm. of the angle of your line. So your weight's dragging the bottom, you're flipping it and it's rattling. But your bait is staying consistently two to four inches off the bottom. And that is where, uh, especially with those leeches, if you if you watch it in the water with that, it that's where a crawfish lives, and he also stands in a defensive position. So you're adding the sight and a very natural reaction from that crawl, and you're adding the sound and the vibration of him clicking his pincers together. It just it all adds up to a, to a really good picture for that bass, and he te- he tends to uh, to bite in those situations. But you're gonna, I, I can I can count maybe on one hand the last four years that I've been using this, three years I've been using it. Count on one hand how many times that I've gotten a bite 1000% confident it was a bite. I set the hook and nobody was home. The worm wasn't disturbed, there was not teeth mark on the plastic where I know for sure he bit the weight maybe five times, maybe. And this is with the rattle, and it's because I shortened that leader and, and that will prevent those things from happening.
4: Yeah, that's what I was curious about. That's a good explanation. So,
3: yeah, yeah, you took the question right out of my mouth because I was thinking, because <clears throat> Brad, I know you don't throw a whole lot of drop shots. Um, oh, I want to. I, I know you want to, but I want to. Yes. I mean, that's the place. But when I came up from the south, because I was in Jacksonville, because I was in the Marine Corps. So I fished a ton down south. Um, When I come up, I I pretty much stopped throwing the drop shot as much. But down there, I was going to say, yeah, my leaders were usually 12 inches to 18 inches long. Right. You know, he just took the the question right out of my mouth. And it's have you noticed any? Because obviously, when you're shortening that leader up, Brad doesn't believe me, but I fished a lot of deep water stuff where I'll free float the drop shot to where I yep. won't make bottom contact. I know they're stacked up higher in the water column, and I'll just free float the drop shot all day long. And I yep. used to get bit all the time. Did you have you noticed anything in that situation? Because that weight's so much closer, that they get line shy or anything.
5: I haven't noticed any. Uh, my bite, my bite um, ratio went up, and I, it sounds like a sales pitch. It went up through the roof when I shortened the leader and then added the rattle to it. I I can't explain why. Um, To answer your question about getting it off the bottom, I think we've all seen it. We fish a brush pile at the end of a tree, and you can see that clearly on your live scope or whatever Mm forward-facing sonar that you're using. Mm -hmm. And you see those fish. If you throw it in there, a lot of times, if they're above the brush pile, they won't let it get through, and they'll bite it on the way down. But there are times when they are suspended above it, and they won't bite it. Uh, So what I've done with it is I keep that short leader, same worm, robo-worm, the leech, whatever I'm using, I'll throw it out there and when I'm bringing it back to the brush pile, I'll actually just swim it by and shake it and I'll give it that tick, 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 tick as it's coming by. So I'm adding the sound and vibration in a spot they certainly have never heard it before. And I'm just kind of letting it pendulum to me, but I'm adding action and shaking it while I do it. And and I've gotten a lot of bites like that. Not a ton, but there are times when they're real finicky and they just they won't bite a crankbait because there's no current. They won't bite a spinnerbait because there's no color in the water. There's no bait present. Um, Putting it in the brush pile is just going past them and they don't want it. I swim it by and shake it, and I picked up some extra fish doing that.
4: That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um. So is there? Uh, so I like the cylinder way. It's compared to the teardrop. Do you guys make a teardrop?
5: We don't. We don't. Uh, that's something that's that's on the radar for us. Uh, also, the round bell type, um, just just a round circle. Uh, we're thinking about that as well. The technology is there. It's just again, we're a small company. I'm trying to stay you know, as, as stocked as I can with inventory. So that's where the revenue is going. And uh we picked recently Pitman Creek, I, I don't know if you guys know them or not, but just a mm-hmm. national distributor. Uh yeah. we got on with them. I think I think largely in part because John Cruz reached out to the guys and uh and just let them know that, that you know that we were a good company. And again John's been awesome. So we got picked up by them and uh uh Mr. Bowman over there at Pitman Creek has, has been good to work with and, and so I'm trying to keep my stock at a level where I, I don't have to back order anybody and so far so good. So as as we continue to grow, I'll continue to add new sizes. We're definitely working on a shaky head right now. Um, I, the design's there; it's ready to go. I just don't have. I just don't. Um, I, when I get it, I want to have enough to send out to everyone that's gonna that's gonna order it, and I'm just not there yet. So that that's definitely coming, probably early part of next year.
3: Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna buy the crap <laughs> I appreciate out of that. Appreciate that. Matt loves some <laughs> shaky head. <laughs> I do, man. And I like I i hated it for so long, especially up here, because I fish we fish tons of rivers. So I don't even right. think to throw a shaky head. I'm throwing a Ned Rig, sp- right. paddle tail swim bait, um, small finesse jig. Um, but I was like, you know, I went out one day, I was, I told Brad, I was like, I'm throwing the shaky head till I get bit on it. And we went all the way up the spot, everyone's catching fish. I'm still not catching anything, throwing this shaky head, and I finally go down and get bit, and I got bit like six times in a row. So now oh, I love please. the shaky head. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, I'm going to buy the living crap out of that.
5: Yeah, because... I appreciate that. There's, a, there's a, something I've learned with the shaky head this year I'll share it with you guys. Maybe it'll help you a lot. I mean, just by, just by the name, you throw it out there and you shake it. And then you yeah. make sure it's on the bottom, then you shake it. Uh, I've, I've caught, probably caught more fish this year on a shaky head than I have any other year. And I throw it out, let it go to the bottom, and I simply just drag it. It's doing nothing, but I'm just dragging it. And if I maintain bottom contact and it's kind of bouncing off the rocks and, and walking through, the little pebbles and stuff down there, that's when I get the majority of my bites. And I've, I've caught a lot of good fish this year doing that.
3: Yeah, that's that's what I found too. I was throwing a smaller shaky head mm-hmm. just a smaller, to get to do a smaller bait. And I was I was like, well, and I was sh- shaking it, you know, shake, 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 let it go, shake, shake, shake. And I wasn't getting bit on it at all for the first like two trips I went out. And then I was like, that was the day I'm going to catch fish on it. And I got a big old sled head, shaky head. Yeah just Texas rigged it and I just dragged it and I wanted that big old dense head. It was like a half ounce. Like it was huge for the river, like massive. <laughs> and I was just dragging it and hitting every rock. And if I felt a rock, I would kind of back off and then pop it just a smidge just to run into that rock and make a little yep. bit of noise. And then I would get yep. bit on the hit. It's awesome. It was
5: awesome. Yep. And you know, I wonder if it's the deflection and the quick change of, of direction uh, or if it's the sound vibration and the movement that gets mm-hmm. those fish. And, and that's kind of goes back to what I was saying about the, the drop shot weights that I, it, it, it having all three of those certainly isn't going to hurt your, your chances of catching that fish.
3: Yeah. We had the same thoughts because, uh sorry, Brad, I keep cutting you off, but it is. <laughs>
5: no, this
4: is interesting.
3: We, I, you and me had the same thoughts. I was thinking this, I was like, well, they're hitting it when I hit a rock and I pop it off the rock really hard. Is it because it's moving somewhere else? But from you saying with the rattle shots, you're getting a lot more looks, a lot more bites from once you had that little bit of clicking in there. I would yep. attest now that you've said that it, reaffirms in me that it's that sound of the rock hitting same way when i'm hitting throwing a jig over rocks i get more bites a over rocks because that's where smallmouth like to be they don't like mud but if i do know there's smallmouth on a soft bottom and a rocky bottom and i can see both of them i know if i'm on a rocky bottom i'll catch more fish when that jig constantly contacts the rocks because it's making in my opinion it's making just a little bit of sound or something that's bringing Mm -hmm. them over they might be staring at it because fish will stare to bait and just keep following it yeah a little bit of a little bit of sound might just trigger them to like, okay, well, that's something real or whatever they're thinking because they're fishing. I don't know. And they right. just smack it. So I'm going to say it's sound.
5: You've Yeah. You've you know, there's they're, they're such visual feeders that can you imagine when they see your bait and they're in that mode where they're going to eat, as soon as they see the bait, it's over. Like you probably couldn't get it away from them if you wanted to, but what yeah. if you could get that, that aggression amped up prior to them seeing your bait, if it's on the bottom and, and they're on the other side of a, of a little ridge of rocks or a big boulder or whatever, and you're clicking and clicking and clicking, they're convinced before they get there that it's the real deal. And as soon as they see it, especially if you pop it off a rock and it has a quick motion, no way, no way they're not going to buy it. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> I love it.
4: Yeah, you kind of opened a, a door for, like, unlimited possibilities here. I mean, you can you can do it in almost every technique if you wanted to. Right. So that's kind of cool. Um,
5: yeah, yeah, I appreciate that.
4: There was I was gonna say something else, but I just forgot. So
3: it's my fault. I kept interrupting you. <laughs>
4: <That's>
5: <laughs> <good>. We uh, are. <laughs> we have another product that I have out. Um, it just came out. It's only available on the website. I don't have enough to send out to the other companies, but I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, with the Zika rig at all. Do you guys ever fish that?
3: Yeah, I, I was I I was so excited for this because I was gonna say, Hey, Brad, it's your most favorite thing of all time. Brad will throw <laughs> the Tokyo rig over Texas rigs over jigs. He'll throw it, to, and it's it's a Zika rig, but it's what Brad does. Brad thinks he's innovative, right? So on his Tokyo rig, he'll put two tungsten weights upside down. Yeah. So they click <laughs> and clack. Yeah. It does it for you. It's right there. And it's <laughs>
5: awesome.
4: I can't take the credit for that. Mike Iaconelli. I, I saw that on a video. So I threw it. Yeah, those
5: yeah. Wait, those guys high. haven't figured out, man. Those guys are really good at it for sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So let's talk about that. What is it? The Zika or the Jika rig?
5: It, so it, it's pronounced Zika rig. It, it's spelled J-I-K-A, but it's pronounced Zika. Um, ours is called the Rattle Rig for obvious obvious reasons. So what we do is we took the technology that we have in our Rattle Shot Drop Shot weights. Uh, with, they're all powder coated, and the key is on our on our uh, extra wide gap hooks. We have this welded metal ring that's right on the hook, and that allows us to put a split ring on it um, for the for the actual weight. So that's the three eighths there. We have three eighths. We have quarters, three eighths, and halves, um, and both come in three oz and four oz size uh extra wide, gap got hooks they're all vmc hooks uh, we hope to stay with them uh, it's hard to get things in bulk right now so that's kind of up in the air but we'll always put a quality hook on it i'm working with some other manufacturers trying, just trying to get the numbers up and they're struggling just like everyone else to get the inventory so that's where we are with that but they're only available on the website again because i just can't get the hooks in right now to uh right. to, to mass produce them so we have limited quantities but we we definitely have some in stock and i've been using those this year the way i use them is putting it like a like a Texas rig, but I'm throwing it into brush piles and, and lay down trees, and just shaking it and getting that rattle in places that we they just don't normally hear.
4: Yep, I, I love that rig, man. I, I started throwing it in the river here, which is like unheard of. Yep. Everybody's like, "What in the world are you doing?" I'm just dragging it along the bottom in deep, like pools, you know, like ten to twenty feet deep.
5: Yeah, I was gonna yeah. ask, how are you fishing? Are you just dragging like a Carolina rig, or are you constantly reeling it?
4: I'm, kind of, well, I I drag it like a jig. I'll, I'll shake it. Or something, and then I'll just drag it like a jig, and then I'll stop. Okay,
5: yeah, it's kind of weird. But what baits? What baits? Because here, it's it's mainly dominated by largemouth in Virginia, where I am. But we do have some some very good smallmouth. But what kind of baits do you guys put on it?
4: I've been putting the uh, missile baits D bomb on it. Yeah. Z man, uh, um, what's that bait called, Matt? What's that called? Turbo crawl. The
3: The turbo crawl. The pro crawl. I'll throw either the pro crawl on. For those when I because I've been I don't really throw Texas rig anymore because I saw the success Brad <laughs> was getting or I'll throw like a like the uh Strike King wrote it on there. Yeah. You know, just because it's long enough to where I can Texas rig it and it's it's got four appendages on it, so it, it has a ton of action. So yeah.
4: Huh. It seems to work really well around bridges and stuff, from what I saw. Okay. But uh um,
5: so let me ask you this: when you started putting the two tungsten weights together back-to-back and you started getting that that rattle on it did did you see did you ever do it a different way did you see an increase when you added that sound to
0: it um i i've done it with just hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain your feet are carrying the load without the right boots you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge at midway usa we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier with just a few clicks of a mouse you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Honors have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
4: Excuse me, with just one weight, and
5: mm-hmm.
4: I, I don't have confidence in it. I like that clicking, so okay. Yeah, yeah I, right. I don't. I can't really tell. Excuse me, man. I can't really tell.
3: Okay, <laughs> yeah, I when you. I when I started it, I started it with one weight and it could have been on me too because i was i just felt more confident having a little bit shorter i don't know the steel leader that you're putting the weight on i would cut that real short right um it is mostly because i was more confident in the texas rig so i was trying to make it look like a texas rig when it's not um and then i opened it up after i saw brad doing it i didn't get any bites on it with one weight like ever never one bite and then i put two smaller weights like two quarters on there Mm -hmm. opposite each other so they would click and then I started getting bites on it so I mean I can attest that I saw uptick in my bite ratio when I had two weights on there making a little bit of noise sure sure
4: well Matt was also throwing a uh Cinco on his which I thought was weird I was like I didn't even think about doing that
3: yeah yeah I was like I said I was so stuck on because it was a different like I heard of the Zeke rig and everything but I was so stuck on it I was like, oh, it's a Texas rig. It's all it is is a different presentation (laughs) for a Texas rig. So I I threw a a Senko on it at a up north reservoir, and, uh, yeah, I was – I mean, I got three smallmouth that day on that, and it was perfect.
5: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's just – you're right. It is like a Texas rig. The the one advantage that it has – we don't have a lot of grass here where I am, but when it goes through the grass, what happens is that – let me take one out of the pack real quick. So because of that, because of that welded metal ring, which is what you tie your line to, as it falls, it allows it to fall straight down. If you were Texas rigging it, your weight is going to be there and it's going to fall at an angle like that as it's coming down. So it's coming down like a 45. Yeah. But now with your line coming in, it can go straight and it's going to penetrate the grass. So you don't need huge punching weights um, near as much. You don't need near as heavy a weight. You can throw a half ounce. A three-eighths ounce into these thick mats. And because of the, the absolute straight down trajectory that it has when it falls, uh, you can get it in there with a lot less weight. And the same goes for throwing it in laydowns and brush piles. You're going to get hung a lot less because you're not dealing with that odd angle of the line mm-hmm. and the bait coming down in that 45. It's coming down straight. It comes down straight. It's going to come back out straight because then it just turns and then comes back out. So yeah. that's, that's one big advantage. So you're right. It is a lot like a uh, Texas rig. But it just has different, you know, different, um, I guess, advantages to
3: it. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. And it's a completely different because everyone throws a Texas rig. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like the last couple of shows we've been making jokes of like you can your your brand new fisherman's got an oversized Columbia hat and a (laughs) whopper plopper in his bag. And he's got a Texas rig. Because everyone, I mean, it's the, e- it's the easiest technique to throw. You throw it out there, you either bounce it, you, sw- you can swim it, or you drag it. You can't fish a Texas rig wrong. Like, you can do whatever you want with it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's a presentation that is, A, 100% different, and, B, how yours is, where it flows straight down and has that rattle on it. It's, like you said, it's it's taking the other boxes for the bass's senses. So if they don't see it, especially doing through grass, because sometimes you'll throw it through grass, and there's no fish in that spot of the grass but there's fish right outside of it. They can't see your bait. They might feel it coming through the grass, but then they hear that little tick and they you can watch them come move right over and
5: grab. That's right. That's right. I like to personally, I throw this on long rocky points Mm -hmm. and I'll throw it out there. And as I'm reeling it in nice and slow, I'll keep my rod at about 10, maybe 11 o'clock and I'm just constantly winding it just enough where I'm keeping bottom contact. But every time, every time it hits a rock comes over, you get the tick you get that sound and you get the vibration that they're just not used to hearing. And if they're tracking that bait, which they do a lot, they'll end up biting it at some point because it will deflect a little harder than the other times, but you're just appealing to more of the senses. And again, he's going to, he's just going to be tuned into it. He's not going to follow over so long. And if he continues, the more he follows it, the better your chances. If he follows it and he's right at the boat, obviously that's different. But if he follows it, follows it, follows it, and he hasn't turned away yet, there's a reason. And there, there's a chance with all that extra stuff that he doesn't normally get, he's going to, he's going to go ahead and hold on to it. Oh, for sure.
3: The
4: major advantage I see of this compared to putting two weights on it, like a Tokyo rig is getting snagged. So I notice I do get snagged a lot with the Tokyo rig, getting it in rocks and stuff. Cause I use yeah. quarter ounce worm weights or whatever. This probably is pretty well, you probably can get stuck, obviously, but it's probably not as bad.
5: Sure. Yeah, I, I definitely have seen it doesn't get hung as much. You're right You, I mean, if you wedge it in a rock, you wedge it in a rock. That is what it is. Um, yeah. I wouldn't throw it on like riprap by the bridge and try to drag it. I would more like kind of, you know, let it flow down a little bit. But um, on the long rocky points and stuff, because of the angle of that welded, the, the angle that that creates with that welded metal ring, as you're pulling it, that weight is able to move freely left, right, up and down. So it doesn't get hung. It doesn't get hung near as much. Sorry, I'll do it again. You're good. <laughs> yeah. So as, it, as it's flowing, it's hitting the rocks and it's just allowed to go naturally where, where, where it wants to go, where you're pulling it to. When it deflects, it won't wedge. It'll kind of shoot off to the side. Um, and the other thing is when a fish does bite and you set the hook, and he's on that. as Because that weight is independent of the bait, it not only allows the bait to move freely and more natural, uh, but he can't use that weight as leverage when he's fighting.
4: So there's a big thing right here. Um, Instead of using uh, two quarter ounce tungsten weights, which is expensive, especially when you lose them a lot, you're getting one weight. That's one uh, half ounce. Yeah. Uh, How many come in a pack?
5: Yeah, good question. I was just going to hit on that. There's two to a pack on each of those. So, again, we have the quarters, the three eighths, and the halves. Um, So and each of those come in either three or four, and they're two to a pack.
4: Awesome. That's cool. Let's see here. Sorry, I Sorry was, uh, I'm, <laughs> are you
3: I'm doing adding something, Matt. I'm adding some to my cart right now. <laughs> I appreciate that.
4: All right, so we hit the rattle, rattle weight, we hit the uh Zika rig. Uh, do you guys have anything else that you have on the market right now?
5: Uh, no, not yet. Again, we're working on the shaky head. Um, I've had the design for a while. I had well, actually, I had multiple mm-hmm. designs. I want it to be a little different. uh, But the fact is, a shaky head is a shaky head. So Mm -hmm. I'm not so much caught up on how it looks, even though a lot of lures attract fishermen and not fish. I mean, when when you go into a store, if it's really, really ugly, you're probably not going to buy it. And that's just the way it is. So I don't want it to turn people off. But that's like it's that's taking a backseat to how effective it really is. Um, So I have some prototypes and, and I have the design done and, and the manufacturing is ready. It's just, it's just not there yet. And a lot of it is just getting things, getting the components in bulk that I need to, to meet the, hopefully the demand that that's created by, by releasing it to all the companies that already carry the, the rattle shots and, and uh, the other products.
4: I remember the question I was going to ask earlier. It, it okay. was uh, regarding the shaky head. So uh, traditional shaky heads, they have the corkscrew, right? Yep. Is there, is there like any thought of making like an EWG type, to where you don't have to use the shaky head? Because me and Matt, we complain all the time about trying to put Nico and Z-Man on a corkscrew.
5: Yeah, that is tough. Um, and that's <laughs> a good question. So so there's there's two different options and I think you've already hit on both. The corkscrew, I like for the, but that's because of the baits that I use. But I also mm-hmm. want to put the elastic type plastics on there. And you, I don't know, if anyone knows how to do it, I would love for them to just like send a message or something to show me how. <laughs> I've even tried drilling holes in the end and just removing just a little bit of plastic with a tiny drill bit. And I still can't get it to work. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that I guess that, that's a good point. That's not really something I've considered because the hooks that I was going to use doesn't have the offset bend to hold the bait like a traditional EWG type right. hook. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a great point. I was going to go with, with the corkscrew. That's normally what I use. It's a really good seller for VMC and some of the other guys that I've talked to. So that that was the plan. But you brought up a good hook, uh, good point. Maybe I'll Maybe I'll have two options for that.
4: That'd be cool. I know yeah. uh, we were on the river. And Matt was just sitting here cussing <laughs> up a storm. He's like, I hate core screws.
3: <laughs> oh, dude. So there is a little trick. You can get a last take and stuff on course. Yeah. You had a lighter. So of course I forgot my lighter. I told, I told my, it's not my wife's fault. I was like, yeah, put, put a lighter. Cause she's got 77 of them. Cause she's a Bath and Body Works candle.
5: freak." Yep, <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, so she's got like 37 lighters. So I was like, Hey, just throw a lighter. So she did. But of course I forgot it because whatever it was four in the morning. I was trying to go fish and I forgot everything. I almost forgot lures bad day, but anyway, so yeah, I was like, I was, cause I was, I had the Nico crawls. I was like, dude, this is going to look great on this finesse jig. I was sitting there, I was just shoving it on there saying everything I could. And I was like, screw it. So I had to use a Goog bait, which <laughs> I mean, the rattling chunk has a rattle in it, which is what right. really got me into the rattling game. But sure. the thing that sucks about that is they last like one fish and then they just right. disintegrate stupid. Yeah. So what do you, so, you
5: guys heat up the end and it, it
3: kind of yeah um, you heat up the whole corkscrew and then when you put it on it almost it doesn't really corkscrew in it just melts on the way in okay so that's a positive for two reasons one when it cools down the bait will never ever ever come off that jig again so you better (laughs) really enjoy that bait you put on there because okay. it's never coming off. Uh, <laughs> the only bad thing I found is if you heat it up and you put it in there and you're not really, like, diligent about how you're screwing it, you can kind of wallow it out because it's melting all of it. And then there's yep. not enough material left to kind of set. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you can heat the plastic up too much, and then it'll drip out and get in your hand, and then you'll have a permanent scar on your thumb like I have.
5: So, <laughs> <laughs> so when great. you take the one bait off of that corkscrew, maybe it tore or something like that. Uh, after, after four or five fish, did it, does it leave all the like stuff in between the, the turns of that core screw and now you can't put on another one?
3: No, the thing, like if I'm putting elastic on four or five fish, I mean, I'm not worried like that bait's just on there. Like I have jigs in my box that have like pro crawls, Z man Mm -hmm. pro crawls on there that have been on there for like a year and a half. I've caught fish Mm -hmm. on them. It will just never come off. The bait won't rip and it's great. Uh, yeah. Because that elastic gets almost stuck in the corkscrew, so it'll just stretch, but it won't ever come off. It's like part of the bait now.
5: Um, Try that this weekend. We have a tournament Sunday. I'm going to have one tied on.
3: (laughs) Yeah, man, just heat up the corkscrew. Like, you don't have to get it, like, red hot, but just heat enough to where if you try it, it doesn't want to go on, heat it up a little bit more. The second it starts spinning on, spin it on real quick, let it cool down for a minute, and then throw it in, you're good to go. Okay, appreciate that.
4: That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that until Matt said something, too. That's cool. Cool
3: Uh, Actually, the paddle and fin OG, uh, Brian is the one who told me about it last year, and it's awesome. Hmm.
4: There you go, <laughs> the Godfather.
5: The Godfather hey, speaking of uh, Paddle and Fin. I wanted to say that um, as soon as the podcast is over, if you give me like you know twenty thirty minutes, I'm gonna, there's going to be a discount on there for anyone that's listening. Uh, Paddle, oh. fin, Paddle Fin, Paddle Fan Ten, and I'll give you ten percent off of anything at the store. Well, that nice. is
3: awesome. We got to make sure I don't forget that when I put in the thing. And also, I just ordered like fifty seven dollars for the baits, so. <laughs> Okay,
0: <laughs> I just put it put in the order. It. Oh, it's all right. Guys. Oh, it just, it just
5: it just popped up on the top of my phone. Sure enough, nine items. I got it.
0: That's awesome.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but hey, all the listeners, uh, I just set the. I, I he only did that because I was buying stuff, so you're welcome. Uh, we'll make sure to have it in the uh, the description down below the video. But yeah, thanks for sure. That's
5: awesome. Yeah, yes, yeah. thank you
3: guys.
4: <laughs> so, um, is there anything else you wanted to add? I think we pretty much hit everything
5: uh you know i'm probably forgetting something and i'll remember it once once we're done but no right now i think that's it i I really appreciate you guys having me on it's awesome to uh to share stories and tips and techniques and stuff and thank you guys for helping me we're just a i'm still a full-time law enforcement i have a wife and kids and um i do this and fish tournaments um not very big tournaments but we still fish and we get in some big ones every now and then and so we've had a lot of luck with this, and uh, at first it was just a matter of sharing it with some friends, and now it's turned into a business. And and the really cool thing about it is that my kids have gotten to see the the idea part of it and how mm-hmm. it's grown into what it is now. And though it's it's not huge, I'm I'm no striking or anything, they've gotten to see that if you if you're just determined to do something and you're willing to work to get it, then um then it can work. And and I'm, that that's probably what I'm most proud of.
4: Awesome.
3: Well,
5: yeah.
4: Thanks for your services too, by the way.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah same to
3: you. I sure. appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, stay safe out there. I got a buddy. Uh, his name is Scott Knoll. He does uh, some FLWs and stuff. And he was—he's a retired law enforcement. He retired. I think he retired as chief. Chief of his department. He went all the way to the, the nice. tippy tippity top of down yeah. in Cincy. But uh, yeah, I've talked to him, and he explained. You know, when he because he's been doing bass fishing or tournaments while in service and with the family and everything. And he's like, yeah, it can definitely be a handful. And now you're just adding running a small, large business on top of it. Cause you're, yep. you know, right. you got your weights on all the major sites uh, plus running the website and you're hand packing all the baits. So yeah, I mean, you got a lot on your plate, so yep. good on you. Yep.
5: Yep. I'm happy to do it though, man. I'm, I'm glad that it's i uh, I'm glad that I have the opportunity and, and even though the country is getting kind of crazy, uh, we still have, we still have the option options to do these things. Awesome. Yeah.
4: Well, Matt, you got anything <laughs> else to, Oh, sorry.
5: Boat Trader is America's
2: largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit boattrader.com to get started.
5: No, no, I'm I, done. thank you, guys. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you again for having
3: me. Oh, for sure, man. We enjoyed having you on. No, he said the country's going. I was, I was going <laughs> to go on a rant, but I'm not going to because this is a fishing yeah. product show and not. What that is, uh, but no, I don't have really a whole lot left. I'm really pumped that, uh, <clears throat> thank you, Brad, for finding this because it's legit, uh, especially the rattle rig. And then I'm super pumped for that shaky head for two reasons. A, I'm really curious to see how it's gonna look because I'm trying to think how, uh, like a weight, like, is I can't ask you because it's not out yet, but maybe after the show I'll ask you, okay. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. Thanks for coming on. Uh, really interesting, and I I agree with the science for everyone out there because I've said on the show, science and fishing isn't always a thing. I believe in this because I've seen an action just smacking a shaky head weight off a rock. So this definitely is going to be the money. So, but that's all I got.
5: Awesome, thank you, Val. Appreciate
4: it. Um, well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, go follow Drop Zone on Facebook and Instagram. Um, their website what's your website
5: rattleshot.com
4: rattleshot.com awesome i'm glad i didn't say that because i would have said drop tackle.com
3: <laughs> and so, i right. i that is another website i found that
5: <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah Yep. Uh, drop zone baits is definitely not they're a wholesaler uh, they're much different than us but uh yeah rattleshot.com
4: awesome well guys thanks for listening it's been a fun show uh we'll see you guys next week and have a good one
1: Thanks Bye-bye. for tuning in to another killer episode Here on Paddle and Finn Be sure to drop a 5 star rating A thumbs up Or smash that subscribe button On any platform you're listening in on Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV WaypointTV.com Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League At paddleandfin.com Forward slash fantasy You can support this show Through Patreon Patreon.com forward slash paddle and Fin. Don't forget to check out the website Fin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional for all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs. And Jigmasters jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.